Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. I'm John, and in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what my ideal character background would be from a GM's perspective. Okay, so first of all, a little bit of a disclaimer. For this episode, I'm mainly talking about D&D and other similar level-based retro clones and other games. You may be able to get some useful information out of this video, but like I said, I'm mainly focusing on D&D because the variants of that are mainly what I play and certainly what I run at the moment. So first of all, let's get started off with some things not to include in your background. First of all, I would suggest avoiding linking yourself to an important NPC, unless the GM sort of given you the go-ahead. Because if you're starting off as a first-level player character, it's unlikely you will have a strong link to an important NPC in the setting. Now, I suppose it's technically possible that, like, your great uncle might be the renowned wizard Frabulon, but it's unlikely he's going to be running to help you out every five seconds. And if you sort of do that, then the, the NPC can become something of a deus ex machina or a bit of a crutch for the party to rely on. And it largely doesn't result in a very satisfying game, in my experience. After all, we're there to tell heroic tales about the characters and how they rise from humble beginnings to being the movers and shakers themselves. And that's somewhat less than impressive if they basically were handheld by a high-level wizard or whatever the NPC is. So I'd advise staying clear of that, unless it's for a very specific sort of campaign purpose, and that's been discussed with the GM and the rest of the players at the start. And that pretty much goes as a caveat for all the things I'm going to mention. There are exceptions for all of the things I'm going to tell you to not include, but by and large, I would say to avoid them. The next one is using your background as a justification for starting the game with a powerful magic item. Now, let's face it, if you're starting off as a level one player character, you're like half a step above your average peasant or faux medieval dung farmer. Chances are you're not going to be possessing some mighty magical sword or an amulet of wonderment or whatever, insert name of magical item, you should choose. And trying to use your background to do that is just really a way of trying to sort of gain treasure and an advantage that hasn't been earned in game. And the point, certainly from my opinion, the point of the game is so that you can have fun discovering these magic items and winning them in hard-fought battles and delving into dungeons and stuff like that. Almost the, the sort of joy of the, the magical items and the, the treasures, certainly for me, isn't so much like what they do when you get them because let's face it they give you a few abilities maybe a few modifiers depending on how powerful they are happy days that's nice but it's not really amazing no what well, the the great thing about them is it's the stories you tell about how you got to that item and obviously like you know just uh, the gm saying oh here's a plus one sword that can be a bit boring and you can sort of finesse that as a gm and make it more interesting glenn sale of monkey blood designs did a whole load of tables called less shit swords uh, stuff like that that give some extra flavor to them and they're great i recommend you look them up a lot of them are in his midazine uh, fanzines which are a great read but even if you do have a very exciting sort of magical item in terms of like oh it's got some cool abilities and a bit of funky flavor to it 
the really exciting thing for me is isn't sort of saying oh look at this sword it gives me x y and z it's saying oh look at this sword do you remember when we fought against that stone golem with the gem set in its eyes that shot beams of paralyzing light out of it and how the thief sort of leapt up and whapped a hood over its head and we're able to beat it down between us in that hard fight and then prize this sword from its hands that's the real amazing thing about D&D in general and gaining these treasures it's what happened in order for you to gain access to it and the stories that we tell I'd also advise on a similar way avoid giving yourself a reputation that is out of sync with your starting character's abilities so if you rock up and you've gen like a level one thief in D&D don't be like I am the Shadow Walker. I stalk the night and my name is known across Faerun as the greatest thief in the world who stole the jewels of King Barabbas. Because you don't have the abilities to back those up. Now, it's not to say, using a hypothetical thief character, that you can't have some sort of thievery and japery in your background, but sort of just bear in mind what the level of your character's abilities is at the start of the game. We come next to one that's been so overused. Like, it may once have been sort of interesting, but it was well overused and sort of like it's past its time now. And that is the ostensibly good character with the hidden dark side. You know, this was all but the rage back in the sort of like Drizdoerd and fanboy days where like you'd be playing a good character, but secretly you'd have a sinister side or you'd actually be like evil or something like that. And there are some people who can play those characters well without it interfering with the rest of the group or the game as a whole when the secret's revealed. And if done well, it can be entertaining. But me personally, I think it's just been done to death as a concept. And I would suggest avoiding it if at all possible and finally as something to avoid i would say linking with the last point avoid having anything in your background that is immediately going to place your characters at odds with the rest of the party so if you're in a group of like lawful good clerics fighters and paladins and stuff like that holy rollers so to speak then if you're like Oh, my character's secretly a warlock who dabbles with infernal powers and beings. Then, if that secret comes out in game, that is you've done son, or at the very least, the party is going to fracture. And depending on whether you have PvP in your game, it may come to blows. So, I would suggest avoiding anything like that. Now, it doesn't mean if you really want to lean into that, that dark side trope. It doesn't mean you can't have like a bit of a sinister. Maybe you've done some like shady things in your background, but try and sort of temper it with the fact that D&D is a group game and you know by and large you want to stick with the group so that everyone's having fun also I would suggest avoiding like the lone wolf style characters who go off on their own because it's a group activity that's grand if you're playing like a solo game or you're playing a choose your own adventure book or whatever but not really for D&D in my point of view and it's just a royal pain in the arse for the GM trying to sort of run separate games for multiple people and to be honest it's not really something i'd lean into myself so i prefer that players don't really go for that but that's just my opinion so for the second part of this episode i'm going to offer half a dozen ideas as to things that i think you probably should include in your background and you don't have to include all of these but it's some things to think about and obviously again this goes with the caveat of there are exceptions. If, if in doubt, speak with the GM, speak with the other players, you know, 
try and get something that like works with the group because everyone's there to have fun at the end of the day it's a group activity so i would advise including the following where do you come from and this may be as simple as oh i come from a smaller village or i come from a big city if you want a bit more of a specific flavor speak to your gm find out what the the sort of places are in the campaign world that you're running whereabouts in the campaign world it's set are there any sort of settlements around that meet your particular criteria? Work something out between yourself that's appropriate, and then you can go. Although, I'd suggest avoiding the whole, like, bandits and monsters burn my village trope, because that's been a bit done to death as well. I'd also advise you put, what did you do before becoming an adventurer? And again, with the caveat, bear in mind the sort of starting abilities of your character. You're not likely to have been a king or a general in the mighty armies of the north. It's more going to be more sort of like mundane professions by and large. You know, like maybe you were a baker, maybe you were a farmer, a street sweep, something like that. And I appreciate the fact I'm a bit in love with that whole pathetic aesthetic where you sort of start off as like dung farmers and stuff like that. But I really think sort of keeping that in the back of your mind, it maps well to the, the level one sort of abilities of player characters where they're just half a step above the normal people now this is slightly less true in later editions of DD, where you start off as more powerful at level one but certainly in the earlier versions try and keep it grounded because the point of a background isn't for you to have this fantabulous stuff going on before the game starts you don't want what happened in the background to overshadow the cool stuff you're going to be doing in the game so just keep that in mind it's called a background and that's where it should stay Another important question to ask is, why did you become an adventurer? And that could be as simple as, oh, I was quite poor and I want to make some of that more money. Or it could be like, oh, I wanted to see distant lands. Maybe I'm trying to get revenge on somebody or whatever. But just have a little think about that. And don't be too specific at this stage. Just think very generally about why your character became an adventurer. Because that can help determine how to play your character from the get-go obviously you can change sort of how you play your character later but it gives you a good jumping off point if you know your character is all in it for them gp then you hear a rumor of some great treasure in the distance you know your character is going to be champing at the bit to get his hands on those sweet sweet gold pieces another thing to think about is how did you meet the other player characters now if you're doing the standard sort of session zero or first session where you actually meet up in game this may not be necessary but if you want to get straight into the action just have a word with your gm and with the other players like how you all like met up and it could be as simple as oh we're all staying at the same inn we're all like in search of work and we decided you know safety in numbers and off we went or maybe you all have like a common foe or enemy in your background and you're you're like oh well, we're never going to beat this guy maybe if we rally together though maybe we can do something like i say try not to keep it too specific although if you do have questions or ways in which you want to fit it into the campaign world as always speak to your gm and the final thing for this episode is what does your character dream of accomplishing and now this can be as vague or as specific as you like and it may be that your character never accomplishes that dream or it changes later on but again it gives you something to role play with and gives your character a bit of sort of three-dimensionality right from the get-go to take the aforementioned guy who's in pursuit of gold maybe he dreams of one day 
owning his own tavern. That's why he's trying to get the gold. He wants to own his own tavern. So knowing that so it can inform how you play your character. And if later on you're like, oh, maybe I'm not so bothered about the tavern thing anymore, you know, other opportunities have come up, you can easily change that. This is just what your character's initial dream is at the start of their adventuring career. So there you go. That's some suggestions as to what I'd love to see as a GM in a character background. And I would suggest that these all be written as simple bullet points. There's probably more stuff that I would not want to see and that I would want to see. If you'd like to get in touch and tell us some of the things you'd like to see or not like to see in a character background, I would love to hear your input on that. You can get in touch a number of different ways. You can send us a voicemail on SpeakPipe or Anchor, link in the descriptions down below, or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com, and you may even feature in a future episode. We put out bonus voicemail episodes on the podcast, not on YouTube, which feature call-ins, and we try and answer them as best we can. So hopefully we'll hear you on a future episode. Until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun. <laughs>